You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. You know, I, I, I want to share with you uh, just how you can have the joy of Christmas even when it's not Christmas. Because that's our privilege as children of God. Did you know that? That's our privilege. And so I want to pray and I want you to get a hold of this. I'm throwing a lot of scripture out at you this morning and I hope you get it all. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of loving you and knowing you. And and as the scripture we read today tells us, we have been adopted into your family. Hallelujah. So that we are sons and daughters by the spirit we can call you Abba, Father. So Father, Father, come and be with us. Anoint this time and, and, and open our eyes to the joy Unspeakable joy that we sang about, Lord. Let that joy be more than a song. Let it be an absolute experience in our life each and every day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, God sent his greatest son because it's all about Christmas. In my notes, Christ is in red and the moss is in black. So that doesn't do it right. I got Christ moss. It's all about I knew the words and, and, and it came to me and it hit me 
through the month because there's going to be something that's going to bog you down. There's going to be something that, that gets you kind of distracted, something that keeps you from having the joy of Christmas, the hope of Christmas. And I don't want that for you. I want you to feel the utter joy, not only through Christmas, but every day of the year. So I want you to look at these things. And now, now let me say this to you. You know, that we don't know the certain day that Jesus was actually born. You know that, right? You know that. But we do recognize that he was born. That's a historical fact. And so we recognize December 25th as a time to remember his birth. So today I want to talk a little bit about that, what Christmas is. So, so much so because we're not the only ones that have had some problem with that. As a matter of fact, Paul, in, in writing to the Galatians, they had a little problem with that. And so I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 4. And so uh, the word Christmas actually is not in the Bible. Did you know that? Remember uh, I, I told you that? Thanksgiving is in the Bible, but, but, but Christmas is not. And so uh, the Galatians were turning from the gospel that had given them liberty and grace, uh, the grace of God, and they were returning to the bondage of the law. And I think that in our world today, there's a lot of people doing exactly the same thing. It becomes all about what I got to do instead of who I receive and enjoy in, in my life. Paul wrote to the Galatians to remind them of the significance of this birth of Christ and what he had done as he came to this earth. And I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 4, and picking up at verse 4. But when the right time came, God sent his Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us, who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what, what is Christmas all about? Number one, it's all about the coming of the Savior. Amen? Oh, we say the coming of a child, coming of a babe. But that babe is the Savior. That child is the Savior. In, in these verses here, we see very, very important things about Jesus Christ and his coming to the earth. First thing I want you to realize is that we see his divine origin. It's just not a baby born in a, in a manger. This is God himself. There, there was an event that took place even before the birth of Christ in the manger, even before the conception of Christ in the womb of the Virgin Mary. It was the sending forth of Christ from God the Father. We're told in Galatians 4, 4, but when the right time came, God sent his son. He was already before he was in the womb of Mary. I, I hope we can comprehend that. Christ had always existed with the Father. Now, Christ had always existed with the Father. Now, Jesus is being born. There's a difference here. John 1.1 tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word already existed. The Word 
Word was with God, and the Word was God. When was the beginning? When was the beginning? Not in our time zone, friends. Not in our, you know, people that argue uh, uh, all the time, when did the world begin? Well, I can tell you, no matter if it was 6,000 years ago, like most creationists believe, or billions of years ago, like the evolutionists believe, what I got you to understand is Christ was before even that. Always has been. If you want to go back billions of years, go billions of years back before creation, he already existed. He comes out of eternity to meet us on this earth. Praise God. He did not begin. In the beginning was the word. He was already there when the beginning was. So no matter what you can debate the beginning, but Jesus was already there. Hallelujah. As a man, uh, as a man, Jesus prayed to the Father in John 17, 5, he says, Now, Father, bring me into the glory you shared before the world began. That's what it was meant to take you back to the glory. Christ had already existed in perfect loving fellowship with the Father. One day, at the precise time in all of time, God sent forth His Son. It was God's plan even before there was a world. God had a plan to redeem us. That's remarkable when you think about it. Just kind of put your head around that. First Peter 1.20 says this, God chose Him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, He has been revealed for your sake. At just the right time in the history of the world, and, and for all of us who come to know Jesus, at just the right time, He came into our lives. Amen? So that we know that He is the Christ, the Savior of the world. Christ had already existed. Jesus made a conscious choice, though, to be saved. Philippians 2, verses 7 and 8 say it this way. Instead, He gave up His divine took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal death on a cross. That's, that's humbling oneself. From the portals of heaven, the glory of heaven, Jesus was there for all time, and just at the right time, he said, I will go, Father, and be born in a manger for your people. Sinlessness. He left a place of sinlessness. He, 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 he left a place of ceaseless worship before the Father. All the angels of heaven singing their wonderful songs of praise unto the Father God, creator of heaven and earth. He left perfection. And most of all, he left the unbroken fellowship with God the Father to be born in a manger for you and me. For the world, for that matter. Imagine all the fullness of the Godhead was dwelling inside this young virgin as she held the babe within her. Oh, that's mind-boggling. That is mind-boggling to think God in, in that human womb. This is divine, this is the divine origin. And then he is fully human, or humanity. 
think about that. The previous statement said God sent his son. That could be said of no man in the history of the world. God sent his son. Right? And then comes his full humanity. The next statement, born of a woman. Which is true not of only of, not of all not only of all men, but of all women, all people of when he began to teach, he made it clear that he had come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 says exactly that. If Jesus speaking, he says, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose, Jesus said. And that he did perfectly. As a matter of fact, he's the only one on the planet who ever kept the law to perfection. The Jews had 613 laws. We couldn't carry them. We can't even keep the speed zone in, 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 in the neighborhood or the highway. Who can? We, we, we can't even keep the, the tax code in some cases. And I know Christians, they try to cheat that one all the time. So, 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 so in Christ, we say, but there's those ten commandments. Yeah. 
commandments of any of you. Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, there are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. And we know how that went. And that's why it was a pastor, uh, uh, Pastor Andy got up here and admonished us all to go tell somebody. It's because the Jews said it's to us four and no more. We got the revelation. We're God's special people. And, and after a while, you, you just let, it becomes more tradition. And more than anything else, you just go through the motion. I tell you, more than anything, it was just degenerated and loving God more and getting more excited about serving Jesus than when, is when you start telling others about what he's done for you. You become more alive. It becomes more than just growth. It becomes more than, 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 than just going through the motion. Between us 
and God sometimes. God says, thou shalt not, or you will not do this. Okay, God, turn around. Kind of like cockroaches when the star comes and we do our thing, you know? Yeah. We can't keep the law. Taking the curse as he suffered and bled 
taken up his inhabitance in the kingdom, and you receive him and love him and know him. God lives in our innermost being. It's a personal Christmas, friend. A personal Christmas. As a child of God, we have a personal Christmas. It's not, and it's more than the presents, and it's more than the decorations, and it's more than the parades, and it's more than all the hoopla of the world's Christmas celebration. For we have a Savior who was born for us. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, making us alive, making us know that we are children of God with the, uh, the privilege of calling him Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can get distracted. Sometimes we can get out of sorts. Sometimes we get disconnected. And I want you to, I want this Christmas to be filled with the joy of Christmas. And I'm not talking about the songs, and I'm not talking about the tinsel, and I'm not talking about the Christmas tree lights. I'm talking about the presence of Almighty God in you. In you. And that's my challenge this, this first Sunday of Christmas. Joy in our hearts that people can't help but ask us. When we're singing a song, when we're smiling in the line, when we're, we're loaded down with gifts and things that we have seem to have to always get, but we're still smiling all the way, and they say, Man, you look like you're having a good time. Well, you might say, oh, I'm tired, but I know something more than you do. <laughs> this is just what I do, but Christmas is bigger than just Christmas. It's all about my challenge you. Maybe your your relationship isn't what it needs to be with the Lord. Maybe it's maybe just maybe there's somebody here that's never had a relationship with God. May I, may I encourage you to get get back where you need to be. With your eyes closed and heads bowed. If you're here today and you just don't Lord, with every head bowed and eyes closed, 
Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit lifecenterchurch.com.